This is the Peers to Peers podcast, powered by The Peers Project. Hello, peers. Welcome to the Peers to Peers podcast. Peers speaking, peers listening. This is a conversation for you. If there was ever a quick fix for finding inspiration, this is it. Our Friday five-minute highlight reel. For you, with you. I'm your host, Michelle Akitanor. Ready, set, let's hear it and make it quick. We're on your time. The number one reason startups fail, like literally, is because entrepreneurs did the in the study it says they build products that people didn't want. But what I would translate that to is that entrepreneurs do far too many things based on assumptions, Mm. right? So, so much of the way that we launch our in-house ventures, which isn't very obvious on the Pitch Black website, but we do a lot, we still, and we'll always do a lot of in-house stuff, um, is is so different now. We don't go to product development. Back then it was like, idea, make a product. You know, make, it's always about like creation and and entrepreneurs love to get into that product development part because maybe, maybe it's fun, Probably because it's not scary. Raising money is scary and commercialization and sales and all these things are, are scarier than shiny products. So, um, but yeah, that would be the biggest learning. Like we we rushed, like a lot of the fail was, was due to rushing and we didn't know how to validate ideas at all. And we, we just trusted our gut, which is actually really dangerous because mm. no one's gut ha- would have an accuracy above 80% and that 20% is enough to kill you. So... That would be the biggest learning. Yeah, slow down a little bit, validate validate the ideas and don't rush into product development. Most people think validation is like talking about their idea at a barbecue or running a survey and it just isn't. What you want to avoid, what you don't want to do in validation is have any bias in the experiments that you run. So straight up talking to your friends about your idea and pitching the idea has bias inherently in it and the, any data you get back from that is not real. Um, because your friends either saying that's a good idea to encourage you because they love you or it's your mum. Like your mum <laughs> definitely is going to say it's a good idea. <laughs> it's your mum. So, yeah, it's just not the, right, not the right way of going about it. Surveys also, like the amount of entrepreneurs I meet, they're, they're like, I asked 100 people, would they pay for a product like this? And they said yes. That just That's not how the psychology of buying works um, in hypotheticals and conversation where they feel like they have to give you a particular answer. So for consumer products... If you've got a physical product or software um, or a podcast, um, for example, we um, do these really interesting hacky things. So, for example, you can create a fake Facebook account, fake name, fake logo. So it's just completely fake. Um, and then run ads to a broad demographic that you think captures your um, who would potentially be in the audience. We tell people to go really broad um, because you don't really know who your tribe is at the start. And the ad will talk about the problem that you're trying to solve in the market and what the, the general concept of your physical product or app or website or podcast, whatever it is, is going to be and prove that you can get cheap pre-registrations on Facebook for that. Name, email, um, put it in. If you're, going to do a, if you're going to do a podcast and you're getting pre-registrations at $20 per consumer, that's not very good. <laughs> you're hoping that it's going to be like, oh, that podcast sounds really interesting. It's like 50 cents, a dollar, $2. That, that, that's like, okay, my acquisition to get people to listen to this thing is not crazy um, compared to what in the future I could potentially make from sponsorship and whatnot. So, um, yeah, test, the, test those things. And seeing that you're using a fake brand 
you're not burning your brand. You're not you're not hurting anyone. All they're doing is putting in their email. Um, but it's an experiment, and you just have to match the cost of that pre-registration versus how much you think you can make per consumer. If you're selling $200 sneakers, getting pre-registrations for $5, you're onto it. If you enjoyed this highlight reel, peers, make sure to stay tuned to thepeersproject.com and follow us on Instagram at thepeersproject. We'll have fresh real talk for you next week, peers. Until then, If you need inspiration, look amongst your peers.